it's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, build your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denning. So uh, welcome to Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. I am here with the Dawn Willock today. Um, she's been doing some really good things for the martial art world over um, over many, many, many years, but she's, she's really helping us today, um, as in over the last few months with uh, coronavirus. Uh, I'm live on Facebook here as well, so just turn that around, hello Dawn. So if anyone's got any questions, it's going to be a bit of a boring live. I'm going to keep it going for about two minutes and then I'm going to turn it off. So if anyone's got any questions for me or Dawn, fire them over straight away and I'll ask her as we go along. So Dawn, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good. I'm not too... A little bit of a headache this morning. I'm not going to lie. So if you start seeing me do this, okay. um, not, not sleeping too great at the moment, but that's very boring. Um, can you explain for the people that don't know you in the world, who you are and what you do for us? So uh, I, um, my company is uh, Martial Arts Great Britain, MAGB, um, and we provide professional services to martial arts instructors. Um, we're the largest martial arts organisation in the UK, from certainly from a multi-styled customer base. Um, and actually we're the only company, I think, in Europe that does what we do all on one roof. Um, so yeah, um, our customer base is purely martial arts instructors, associations, promoters, sanctioning bodies. We basically do everything that you need to run anything martial arts, really. So um, I guess um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Um, obviously, we, we had a quick chat last week, didn't we? And, um, yeah. In, in all fairness, our quick chat was about 45 minutes long and we literally just skimmed the surface, um, which is really cool, which I love, uh, which I really, really love. Uh, the idea of this, um, this chat today is to try and get your thoughts and some ideas, not, not only for myself, but the martial art world in respect to possibly moving forwards. We'll, I say we'll be blunt. I want to be quite tight because I know that this could end up in three hours long with me and you just chit-chatting. Um, yeah, so far away. what is your overall thoughts on the coronavirus? Like your honest uh, overall thoughts? It's real. It kills people. Um, my insight isn't so much as, as a conspiracy theorist, um, but I've been really interested in listening to experts uh, within how viruses work. And in, from, from that perspective, some things don't necessarily add up for me, but we, we are where we are moving forward. I think it's, uh, do you know what? It's hard to say yeah. to people, we've got to get on, we've got to mix, we've got to self-immunise, uh, the, the, the long-term benefits of mental health, the economy, all of those things are, are huge. But it's hard to say that when people have died. Yeah. Um, it's basically, basically asking everyone to be willing to kind of self-sacrifice, if you like. Um, the other thing is it's not going away. It's not going away anytime soon. Um, yeah. 
but we can't stay in lockdown for much longer. I think at this point, for me, it's about protecting the vulnerable, but here's the key, but in a way that doesn't weaken their immunity. That I think that that, that, that hasn't been, I, I'd like them to be a bit more honest about that, please. Yeah. Um, and I think the rest of us <clears throat> should be strongly advised as to how to strengthen our, or keep our immunity strong. Um, and then for us to get on, but not prematurely. Um, I think it's been the single most catastrophic thing that has taken the wind out of everyone. And yeah. I think some things will change forever as a result. Yeah, definitely. Well, the thing of, again, we're starting to get a lot of like, exactly what you've said. And the other thing as well, it's not just going to disappear. We're going to probably have a Corona 21 and a 22 and a 23. It's not. And the other thing as well, it, if you get it, it doesn't mean you're going to die. And like you say, it is catastrophic and it is really bad that so many people have died. But then so many people have got it and lived. And I think people are forgetting that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's from a, I, I can see from a political point of view, if they start spouting that, um, yeah. I, I don't know if you've noticed, they always say, you know, they don't refer to it as statistics. You know, every bomb's a person. Well, yeah. you know that they're just saying that because actually, you know, from a, from a government point of view, it, everything's statistics, everything is. But yeah, you're right, um, more people uh, have survived it. Um, I'm not so, I'm not a vaccination, but I don't even take a paracetamol. Yeah. Unless I'm, I mean, I'd have to be <coughs> wiped out with pain. Yeah. Um, so vaccination for me is a little bit, uh, yeah. um, I wouldn't want to bestow that upon myself or my family unless there's been like a 10 year testing period. Yeah, because, it's very early know, days for this, I, isn't it? I think it's a false sense of security as well, because the thing, like, so the, the flu vaccination, for example, uh, the strain changes. Yeah. So, mm, yeah, uh, uh, it's not for me. That's another. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it's personal to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, that's good. Um, I, I mean, I'm starting to notice. Have you noticed? There's a lot more like procrastination coming about with. Yeah, I people. think. I mean, let's be honest, Carl. We uh, specifically in martial arts, that this uh, it, it's. It's not unusual anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to push it a bit and say that I think because we're a very male orientated uh, community, men don't do change well <laughs> generally in, yeah. in life. So, but do you know something? I, 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 it's um, procrastination. I don't dislike it as much as you think because often it just means that they're quite right. And what I mean by that is sometimes people procrastinate uh, because I'm doing things that they think they should do yeah. rather than the things that they want to do, and therefore they don't prioritise it. Uh, it indicates that something in your value system isn't aligned with what you feel that you should do. So something in your brain uh, ho holds you back. But it's a really good question to ask yourself if you find yourself procrastinating. Um, if one of your values, for example, or your needs is consistency and you're about to move into change then there's a conflict yeah so therefore there's something not aligned and you're going to procrastinate <clears throat> so uh, uh for me i think the answer to that is identify the conflict remove the barrier and often that solves the problem uh, the other reason why people uh, are hindered is is if you feel overwhelmed, and I think that this is probably more pertinent. Right now, we've got a lot of people who dislike change, they're panicked and they're overwhelmed, so it's all, it's all going on. Yeah. Um, 
And if you're overwhelmed and you feel you've lost control and panic sets in, your brain freezes. Yeah. Your brain doesn't necessarily distinguish between fear that's real life or death, or it doesn't distinguish where the fear comes from. And so, you know, it, 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 it works in that way and it, it, it's there to protect us, I guess. But again, identify the reality, focus on, on what you, if you're overwhelmed, then you, you have to start focusing on what you can control yeah. uh, and then chunk it down. So that reduces uh, the overwhelm and, and reduces the panic and you can start to think clearly. Uh, and here's the other truth, that there, there is always choice. Yeah, uh, the bit that we don't remind ourselves is we don't always like those choices. We don't always like them. Yeah, but there is always something that you can do. Um, and that's hard to admit, though. Um, but bottom line, if you procrastinate, there's a conflict. It's just how you're willing to to deal with that. It, it, here's the. It, it's, I love this scenario. If you were procrastinating, over, if you were procrastinating over something, Carl, and I held a gun to your head. Yeah. Uh, you would prioritise yeah. whatever that situation was and you'd find a way. Mm. Um, so I guess when you're procrastinating, the question is, why isn't this a priority for you? Um, is it because there's a conflict? Yeah. Is it because you're responding to overwhelm and loss of control? Do you even want to admit what the root cause is? Um, yeah, I mean... Know, I like a bit of procrastination. It makes me ask questions. One of the, one of the, um, being a martial arts instructor, obviously we have a lot of people come to us every day for advice and support, whether it be in martial arts or in their personal life, because um, that's why a lot of people do martial arts. Um, and going through quite a, a traumatic divorce for myself um, 12, 13 years ago, the one question that I come down to, which is that, that gun point, is are you happy? Yes or no. And it doesn't, doesn't matter what. Are you happy? Yes or no. Now, if you say no, what comes next is painful because you need exactly. to change. But and people don't, people don't give themselves permission to base their life on that one question. Do you know that's my only question in life? If somebody wants me to, if, I, if there's something on the table, does it make me happy or not? Yeah. Yes, keep it. No, get rid of it. But, but, but it feels brave to do that. And where people... Um, where people, what they don't realise, it's the other way around. Yeah. You not asking that question is the harder route, therefore possibly the more, the less, the more, bra it's braver to make it a difficult route, right? Yeah. But, yeah, because yeah, the pain that comes along with the answer to the question. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, good, good answer, good answer. Um, what's your clear values? Um, no, this is where my dyslexia comes in. Ha, -ha. Uh, What clear values do you think we should be showing? So as martial artists, as leaders, because people are looking up to us more so now than ever, um, what do you think the values we should have? I mean, martial arts as a, a, a brand stands for clean living and honesty and humbleness and integrity. And the, the, the foundation of it is based on, you know, <clears throat> adaptation and fluidity kindness, warrior strength, inner confidence, you know, all of those, you know, pretty clear values that martial arts are based on. And, and obviously we should be showing those things, even just as human beings, alone, you know, as martial arts instructors and stuff, but we should be showing those, those because we, martial arts instructors are influential. Therefore, it's, it's a positive message. Uh, the, the, the frustrating thing for me, 
as a community, I don't think instructors particularly extend those values among their peers. So instructors in different styles and they don't support each other as fellow martial arts instructors. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, often instructors don't even apply those values to themselves. They avoid what they're not confident or what they're not good at or, you know, yeah. they don't always push themselves. So I think it's important to do. And I think where a lot of instructors have got it right, I think we're successful within our service to others yeah. uh, with our values and, and, and promoting those and bringing that out of our, our, our students. I think it's also time that we understood those values and, and the value of those values of offering this to one another and actually to, to ourselves as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I've watched... Um... Okay. Obviously, there's a few people in the country that are really kind of stepping their head out of the parapet now. And they're saying, look, this is the honest truth, guys. This is what everyone's thinking. I've done it myself the other day. And I belong to a small group down this way. And they're all going, don't do it. Don't stick your head out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm pissed off with waiting. I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm upset that everyone's thinking it. But- I was so pleased that you did it. Uh, for two reasons, Carl. Firstly, you, for you you as a human being that's something in your belly you needed to do and when something's authentic and comes from the heart and you express it that's it that's that's where the sweet spot is Mm. Uh, and what's what's the worst that can happen someone a couple of people are going to call you a tosser and that's it (laughs) yeah Uh, i must have i was quite uh, when i've done it the missus is like what are you doing what are you doing i'm like it's like this fizz that comes out of me and i can't stop it it builds and it builds and eventually i break um, well done. And it did get like 99% love. Like, you know, everyone, there's a few people like, well, you can't say that. But apart from that, everyone was behind it. And everyone's going, you're just saying what everyone else is thinking. It's just no one else is brave enough to go on camera and say it. And I was like, I there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I let it out. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. And hopefully, again, I've been talking to a few people down here. It's, the, it's changing people's mindset. Like I say, the coronavirus isn't just going to disappear. It might come back. We can't change it. You know, we're set by certain governments and guidelines and rules and laws, but we can't change it. So we can only change our mindset of how we feel about it. And and even if you don't manage to change people's mindsets, what you've done is just given another perspective that's based on reason and and you know it's not 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 political or biased or anything. But but it's good to give. It's good for people to hear different minds, you know, different perspectives yeah. uh, to give them something to think about. Definitely. I mean, that's one thing I've learned from Gordon recently is understanding that people are allowed their opinions and it's not necessarily a complete stab at you. It's just their opinion. Just don't take yeah, it personally. Yeah, it's just their opinion. Exactly. Mm, that's it. Exactly. No, that's good. Um, everyone, martial arts helps everyone. Um, and I've seen a lot of people that are looking to us for strength now. Have you noticed a lot more pressure to you? Because obviously, you, for, for me, you're quite high up in the tree. So I can see that a lot of people are coming to you for advice and, you know, guidance. Have you noticed more pressure to yourself or are you okay with? Listen, when a mom is taken from a care home into hospital um, and put on end of care life and it takes her two confused lonely weeks to give up and pass over and the family can't visit, not to comfort her, not even to say goodbye, that, that's pressure, Carl. Or, mm. or when a best friend in his 40s with no underlying, uh, underlying issues and he's a 
you know, managed to be a great single dad and hold down a successful career and done everything the right way and ends up on a ventilator, which doesn't save him. And, and not only does, does that family have to deal with the grief over a loved one, but then to find out that his life insurance has got a pandemic clause. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pressure. Yeah. To, to, yeah. To, yeah. You know. yeah. Um, so no, Carl, um, and I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, and and they're, they're two real life uh, scenarios that have happened within my circle to people that I know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm lucky because those things haven't happened directly to me. So, no, I don't feel I'm under more pressure, but not in the way that you think anyway. And, and that's not to say there isn't pressure, but I'll, I'll tell you where the pressure is for me, actually. When you see, when you see someone spent 20 years building their martial arts business and it's going down the swally, swanny, yeah. and they have to face themselves in the mirror because they didn't take any notice of some of the business side because they genuinely didn't think that they needed to and and now they're so overwhelmed and their brain can't see past the shitstorm that they're in and you yeah. know when you see people who've then gone and spent their last penny buying into a, a program to save their martial arts business uh, just to find out that they they have to sell their soul in order to do so and then they'd rather stop teaching altogether because that bastard on their style can't resonate that and uh, where the pressure is for me is is this, uh, I knew what to do, <clears throat> I knew what to do. Yeah. Um, but you can't set a culture, this is the culture of my customer base, you can't set a culture of choice <laughs> and completely not locking people in yeah. to everything yeah. that you do and then expect everyone to do everything that you're telling them to. You, yeah. it, 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 you know, that doesn't work. And, and, and obviously we see statistics from a licensed perspective and a direct debit management perspective and the people who've used soft, the software that we've got in the apps in order to organize their communication, et cetera, and the business advice that, that we provide. So we've got now a couple of months of statistics to, to see what's been successful and what haven't, hasn't. And yeah. do you know what, Carl, those who've utilized everything who've got in touch, who've asked questions, who've took solutions, they're surviving. And, and those who didn't aren't, and that's, that's a pr pressure for me. Um, I, do you know what I didn't do? I didn't, I didn't tell people outside my customer base. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't reach out soon enough and, um, feel a sense of responsibility. That, that's my personal pressure. I mean, right now for those, <clears throat> who are drowning, I really want to shout really loud. I, I want to swear. FFS. <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to swear on this, by the way. Just please just way. listen <laughs> to me, please. And please let my team just take over and we'll keep you safe moving forward. But that's yeah. ridiculous, right? And, and I guess it's just the mum in me. Yeah. Uh, I'll mend it. Mums are always right, you know. Um, the, the other pressure is that every time you speak, there are people who think the word business means changing them into a money-making tosser and commercialising their style when when it's not, in fact, you know, quite the bloody opposite. Well, I, you know, I campaign for raising standards, you know. and uh, I literally said that yesterday on one of my lives. Um, we've launched a female-only course online starting next week, and um, we come under pressure going, no, oh, they're only doing it to make money. 
And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah you've got mortgage. Yeah. We got mortgage to pay. What we got, you know, we need to buy food, need to put fuel in the car. Not as much now because I'm not driving anywhere near as much. Uh, I've got staff to pay. I've got rent and overheads to pay. Like, if we don't make money, the club goes under. If the club goes under, we're fucked. If you if you worked in, a, in an estate agent, you went to work, nobody would say, oh, you're only doing it for money. We've got this mindset. And, you know, and, and it's these things that, that are pressure, I think, for me. You know, you, hundreds of messages. Oh, my gosh, Carl. Mostly from complete strangers, neck deep in, in despair. And, and then what happens is you, you tell them what to do and then they tell you back that they can't yeah and it's not because they actually can't they're just too steeped in how they always used to do stuff and 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 i guess the pressure comes from not being able to reach enough people in time and not having enough time to sift through the overwhelm and yeah. and to give back some control and to set them up in a safe way to to bulletproof them as much as possible for the for the future. Do you know what the pressure really is? It's forty bloody years of history where we're entrenched in this idea that you have to reduce your standards to stay financially safe when that's not true. And the whole foundation of, of my entire career has been built upon knowing that and I'm really really cross at the old boy network as if I wasn't anyway but now I'm really cross yeah because you sold a lie yeah and ironically it was for financial gain thank you very much because right now um it the consequence of that culture within our sport is horrific and the biggest pressure is knowing that I know that there's an alternative. That to me is where the pressure is. Yeah, and I don't want to see, you know, I don't see other gyms. Ten years ago, I might might have seen them as a threat or a challenge, but now it's like Costa and Nero, isn't it? They're two coffee shops. They both do well. They're right next to each other. McDonald's and KFC. The more of us, the more of us there are, the better we all do. The more we grow, the more we build, and I. I don't want to see my competitors go under because that just means we lose going forwards as, as, a, as a sport, as an art. Um, but I do feel that there's probably some people that, like you say, they're stuck in their ways or they're too scared of change and it is drowning them. And it's really sad to see people saying they've closed their doors or they've, you know, they've lost their gym, etc. Like, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Um, but I do feel like if you're thrown in the deep end, sometimes you've got to try and swim. You just have to. Or you will drown. Yeah. And I've noticed some people have, uh, have kind of sat on their hands for a little while now and they're starting to realise it probably is a bit too late. It's never too late. Although it's not, though. It no, it's not too late. But the deeper you go, the harder yeah. it is to, yes. to get and, and, and it's that it's that overwhelm yeah. that, and, and, and they feel complete loss of control, yeah. um, which is catastrophic. Definitely. Yeah. Have you got any figures... And the problem with figures, you can manipulate them from any side, as the government have. You know, there's been 70,000 deaths, and then someone else will turn around and say, yeah, but 50,000 of them are going to die anyway. And again, any death is, is really hard, and one death is bad enough. To have whatever the number is now, 40,000-odd, is, is horrendous. Um, so they really can be manipulated. But from a figure side, <clears throat> have you got any figures at all for the martial arts world? in respects to like how we're doing or uh not not complete actually um uh we've we've uh we've got some analysis not on on hardcore figures but on um um 
in terms of how much people are earning. But uh, we, the analysis that we did last week was on who are the affected the most. So we can now tell you things like um, if you reduced your prices, you had a, this is general, obviously. Uh, so yeah. generally, if you reduced your prices at the beginning of lockdown, um, you, you've, you've, they, those clubs that have done that generally have had slightly less loss, but then when yeah. you can, but not, not an awful lot more. Uh, but right. then when you do the maths, uh, so say for example, you reduced your price by half. I didn't, you might've had yeah. 10% loss. I might've had 17% loss, but actually I've still earned probably over a thousand pounds a month more. Um, so yeah. it must've been worth doing that, you know, or rather, you know, not, not doing it. Uh, um, so, so the analysis that we've got from that point of view, we we can now start to say, well, you know, what what what's what what were the, the best decisions? Um, yeah. And there are variables with that, obviously, obviously. So, yeah. <clears throat> like you say, you know, you, you're coming at it from different angles. Um, you know, on paper, it looks like people have earned a lot less because a lot of instructors have been. <clears throat> too worried to charge annual membership fees therefore they haven't charged for the you know you know renewed the licenses and stuff but yeah. again the advice that we gave on that is don't cancel them in the system leave them we'll renew them communicate to your students and say your annual membership is due for renewal um uh, but but we're not going to charge you we're just going to renew your membership and then you can pay us when we open our doors and what that does and we'll see how good that goes when it happens. But in theory, yeah. what that does is over the duration of the year, the instructor's cash flow remains the same. When you open your door, you've got an influx of, of income. And actually then the dates of the, the renewals don't change in the in the future years. And so obviously, so we've yeah. been trying to find solutions that are, um, <clears throat> you know, combining that compassion for, for the students' financial situations versus keeping... Uh, businesses safe um so the stats that we've got uh with with regards to to that are quite interesting and they're starting to come through yeah yeah and i know stats take a few months to sort of build you can't just do stat after one month um, yeah. but i mean we've, we've 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 hit a point where it's quite it's a uh, it's it settled uh, yeah. to a degree and then the losses that are happening now uh, are mainly suspensions so you know that money's coming back are you yeah. it's it's been a long enough period to start to see some patterns so that that's yeah. that's been that's been good yeah i know my pattern to start with was like we were losing six a day every day um my wife does does the emails and the paperwork um and every morning we'd wake up she, she's still at work but working from home she'd log on and she'd be like I'm like, what? And she's like, another six, another seven. But what we noticed is obviously it, it, it's, it's dropped off and levelled and now we're only getting probably one a week now. So it has definitely levelled out, which is good. I mean, from, I'm hoping. From an economy point of view, <clears throat> with figures, I want to just raise this if, if I might. Yeah, yeah, crack on. So you, like. you have a calculator. Uh, I can go and get one. Go and get a calculator, Carl. <laughs> okay. Oh, actually, You're going to like this. You're going to like this. Didn't know I was getting into a math session. Yeah, <laughs> we go in there. We take okay. It. <laughs> so let's say there are twenty thousand martial arts clubs, and I, I, I suspect there's more than that. But let's just keep let's keep it low. Uh, yeah. Twenty thousand martial arts clubs, and they've on average got fifty students each. So if you say yeah. twenty thousand times fifty, that's a million. 
Yeah. And let's say that each of those students on average pay £30 a month. So we're going low here. We're not going high. We're going low. Yeah. So 30 times a million is 30 million a month. Then times that by 12 months. It's 3.6 billion. Mm. Do not tell me we are not part of the bloody economy. Don't tell me we're not business. You know, this is why the VAT man latched onto us. So it's 360 million, my calculator says. Yes. It, but I mean, that's still a big number. It's a big number. So, <laughs> it's a big number. Uh, 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 I need to get my calculator out. Maybe I, I've told you a different thing. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Even still, either way, it's a big bloody it's a number. Big thing. And this is why the VAT yeah. man latched onto us. And the VAT man doesn't come after an industry unless there's money to be gained. Oh, good, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and the, you know, the, the, we... It, 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 it annoys me. It annoys me, Carl. And, the, and you know, we can take for granted there are more than 20,000 clubs. There are clubs that charge mm. far more than £30 a month and have far more than 50 students each. So, oh, gotcha. you know, in my opinion, that's quite small, you know, our calculation. Yeah, you've been yeah, reserved been on the ridiculous. So, you know, I'm not having yeah. it that we're not part of the economy. No, if, we, if they're big enough to chase us for... Like you say, for for uh, that, yeah. If the VAT man wants us, let's be honest, he's the most powerful man. There we go. <laughs> Not the president. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, I actually went VAT registered last year. Um, yeah. I was really sort of I was, I was on the fence for months. You know, do I try and set up a second business with clothing? And and I was like, I spoke to my accountant, and I was just like, do you know what? I can't be bothered to fight and argue. And Nest was saying that there's. There's three people going through court at the moment that are fighting the battle. And I'm not that person that wants to kind of run that risk or and walk the, on the, the fence. And the battles, that be, the, the court cases are being lost more mm. regularly now. Yeah, so I'm really happy that I decided to it. do it. It just drives me to be even more successful, even better at what I do. Yeah. Uh, until coronavirus comes along. <laughs> um, to do. I can't read and talk, so excuse me. <laughs> um, ironically, a few things have changed over the last couple of days from when I wrote this question. But um, how much do you think it's because of money? Sports like football and golf are allowed to go back and have contact. And do you know what I mean? Like it, the word they're using now is elite, isn't it? The elite athletes are allowed to go and touch each other. I mean, what makes them better than us? One and two. How come they've gone for golf, tennis, football? Well, it's quite simple as far as I'm concerned. We don't operate openly as business, therefore we have no voice. We've got no protection, we've got no validity. It's, it's unfortunate that that's false because we're bigger than a lot of other activities. And uh, But the hard truth is, Carl, you can't have it both ways. Mm. Yeah, and I, I don't get me wrong, I mean, I, personally, I can't stand football. Um, that's why I punch people. Um, but what I think about football doesn't really matter. But the amount of money that's in it... Yeah. Well, is. it's run as a business, as is golf, yeah. as is rugby, as is every other uh, uh, sport. Um, so they have a representation. It, it comes to mind, right, we've got to deal with the leisure activity and what people think. You know, people like yoga and ballet and dance classes, they're in the same boat, boat as us to a degree. They're not really addressed yeah. because they're seen as not, they're seen as a bit of an activity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like we've just said, the numbers, whether it be 360 million or 3.6 billion, I mean, that's a fairly big, and like I say, they're low numbers as well, aren't they? That's a fairly big 
number to be looking at to go, hmm, maybe we should listen to them people. It, it, it seems like, you know, dog groomers. Among my brother-in-law has a dog grooming business and it's fantastic business. Martial yeah. arts brings more to the economy than the dog grooming business. There's more of it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm a cat person. <laughs> um, which kind of brings us on, actually, uh, to your video voice, whatever we want to call it, live to Boris that you done last week. I mean, first of all, well done. It was an amazing video. Um, very well put together, very articulate, um, whether that was scripted or from the heart. Either way, I mean, it was, it was beautiful. Um, have you, how do you think it went? And have you had any feedback from it? Uh, I think over the um, different platforms, it's had over 20,000 views. Mm. Uh, the, the significant bit for me, though, is that uh, there the wasn't one single... No, I didn't even get a troll. Really? Not even a troll. Um, and that was... Because uh, you expect to get spanked a little bit, Carl, right? You've just Whatever done a video. you say. You, yeah, 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 yeah. You expect... So for me, I think the, 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 the measure, like, of did it go well is not just the amount of views but actually that there wasn't you know unless something's happened in the last sort of four days uh, there hasn't been one single not one single not not one not nothing um so yeah i think that that would that would say that it it went well <laughs> yeah i'd uh, say so twenty thousand views is is a good reach, isn't it? It's a, it's a good reach. reach. We've had um, we've had no responses from the House of Lords because it also went to the House of Lords. But uh, that 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 that'll be uh, be be being approached again. Um, I've had a, a BBC report whether that that'll um, manifest into an actual thing. And I was a little I'm a, well, I was a little bit dubious of media because sometimes they look for a spin. But I think she's okay. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we get any traction on that. Let's see. Yeah, well, it's a great video, so well done. Thank right. you. Even though I was like, ah. <laughs> but nailed it. So well done, well done. Um, do you think um, having a gym, like, is there a governance that we can be united? So you've got the ICO, the IKF, the WKO, and every other letter you can think of put together with all the different kind of bodies that we have. Um, but I do feel like, Obviously, you've got groups of people that will help people, but I don't feel like there's a governance that has helped anyone, if I'm honest, apart from, you know, the odd people that are going, well, you can do this and you can do that. That's because we don't need governance. We need unity. There's a difference. Good word. Um, yeah. and, and officially, we're rubbish at that. Um, and, and, and the truth is, Carl, I actually do have some potential solutions for that And because there's always a way, um, potentially, of, of uniting um, and, and not the rules from a technical perspective. And that's where I think we go a little bit wrong because fundament, fundamentally, at top level, we argue over technique, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as an industry, uh, we we could produce a culture of support, um, but but it has to be accepted first within martial arts that we are an industry and, and that you know we are a business. Um, it may be a part time or a sideline. You know, those, some of those businesses may not be driven by profit, but we need to agree that concept first. Um, yeah. And and I think everybody would agree. Uh, especially now that we do need need a voice. Okay, all right, we, we can do that. 
but before that expe expectation is had, you know, there needs to be a commitment from the community, I think. And um, when I say that, I'm talking about instructors, obviously not students. Yeah. You know, I mean, I could say to you right now, okay, I'll go to work on that if I get a commitment first. If I said everybody has to make a donation of 10 quid, five quid, a pound, I don't care. Um, yeah. as a commitment to set up what we need with a guarantee that the, the, the rules of your style wouldn't be messed with, um, how many would actually make that commitment? Because the reality is that these things require time and admin and staff and resources and, you know, yeah. uh, and, then, and then instructors would have to pay a subscription fee and, and albeit it may be a, a non-profit making, you know, scenario. Um, <clears throat> if I was to do it, I would be looking at even uh, putting in that any of the members that belong to that unity, you know, would, would actually have a vote on everything. So the actual needs of instructors uh, were met. So there was no politics and no clique board and, and, and there was a real benefit to the, these things. And the truth is most industries uh, and other sports have versions of this. Uh, so here you go, Carl, off you go. Here's a little project. We need about a thousand instructors. Yeah. And if you guys make that commitment, I'll make it happen. How's that? <laughs> I mean, it's a fact. I mean, you're going into government then, aren't you? Basically, that's yeah. what it ends up being. Yeah. Um, and I'll put my hand up as much as we need one and could do with one. There's no one in a million years. I mean, if you've only got to read a couple of my Facebook posts, everyone would be like, what's he rattling on about now? It, the sentence doesn't even make sense. Um, you know, I'm good as an instructor and I like what I do, but there's no way in a million years I could ever dream of starting something like that. I'd like to, but my brain, the, the things that, the things I want to say and then what actually come out at the end of it are two different things. Um, and See, I'm, I'm a good no wife, way. Carl. I'm a good wife. <laughs> I've got all the sentences. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm interviewing you. <laughs> do you feel really sorry for my husband? <laughs> He's a he's a very brave man. <laughs> Is he chained to the desk? No, he wears the pants. Actually, he really does. does he? Believe it or not, he's um, yeah, he's a force. Good. Oh, well, I can imagine right, you two so together. I, that's fine. <laughs> Is he behind the camera with a gun? No. Careful. <laughs> no, he doesn't need a gun. He just stands there like it flexes. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, again, you know, every man needs a decent woman. Every woman needs a decent man. For sure. And two people together work well, don't they? Yeah. Um, I'd, lo I'd love to be able to front something like that, but I, I struggle with the stuff I have to do. So sort of moving forwards, you know, it would, it would destroy but, me. But so is, anyone that wants to take that on, yeah. then fair play to them. That, that, this is exactly my point. So in theory, right now, if I went public and said, right, guys, I'm going to do this. Everybody would go, yay. And then I'd yeah. say, but I need I need your commitment and you need to give me three quid. Oh, three quid? Yeah. What, today? Yeah. Three pound? For what? So yeah. uh, it, it, does, it, ha it would have to have a commitment from the industry. It would have to. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because because otherwise you get you get sucked in then emotionally into a, a campaign where you yeah. know just your mates and, join you, and the time it would swallow would be horrendous as well. That's the other thing. Um, I mean, it, it's exactly the same. I wasn't even a, it wasn't a thought process till you said it. 
about two days ago, I put on Facebook, right guys, going into June, what do you want to see in classes? Do you want more grading? Do you want more fitness? Do you want more interaction? Do you want more bag work? What do you want? We will give it to you. And I had three replies. Last night, I put on, me and the missus are arguing about which is the best pudding. It's had about 70 fucking comments. Right. Changing the world, changing the life, fitness. Do you know what I mean? Like everything that martial arts brings, three people get involved. Yeah. Do you want banoffee pie or chocolate sponge? Seven Everyone's five. got an opinion. The commitment's there. <laughs> like, and that's why I would never do it. <laughs> and, and, and I would do it, but that's why I wouldn't do it without some, some tangible support. Uh, commitment from other people. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's no different to opening the gym up. Like, if you want a half-decent gym, you need membership. And to yeah. open the gym, you need commitment from people. Otherwise, you've got an empty hall that you've just paid for. Yeah. It's no different. But, so, yeah. Let's see how we get on with that. Okay. <laughs> um, any thoughts on when we can open? And uh, it's an open-ended, no-one-knows-the-answer question. But what are your Nobody thoughts? Nobody knows on... the answer to the question. We, we can't open yet because we don't know if it's safe. Uh, the experts don't even know if it's safe and because we haven't got any real representation. And um, I, I think that's what it, it, that's what it boils down to. Um, we are a contact sport where the, where the variations are is that we have uh, areas within our sector that, that can operate without the contact. Therefore, for me, what I would like to do, so my video, for example, wasn't <clears throat> campaigning for special treatment and for us to open straight away. My, 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 what, what, what my preference would be is if the government said, okay, this set of guidelines is something that we think is as safe as it gets, regardless as to what you do, if you can adhere to that, open. If you can't, don't and and for those of you who can't adhere to those guidelines the reason why you can't open is this 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 and this so that they explain the difference between why somebody who's uh, a grappler can't open and yet mcdonald's is open and that that grappling instructor is driving past scratching his head confused or, or whatever so i want to know what what the guidelines are and and and, and why to remove that confusion and so that people understand you know rather than get frustrated because they think they're being overlooked and not heard and you know but but well, you know we don't know if it's safe yet the experts no. don't know and 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 we don't have any real representation so that's why we can't open yet yeah i mean i've i've done a few posts and even yesterday i kind of set my gym out a little bit actually just to kind of say to my members like what do you think on this and obviously some people are going well i'll, I'll come up tomorrow if i can and then i've got other members that are saying it's not safe, don't open, don't open. Now, I'll just, it's easier to show you that way. So we've, we've got nine meter squares in the gym. Yeah. But I haven't said when I'm gonna open. I haven't said I'm opening tomorrow, everyone come back and spread the virus. I've just said, going forwards, this is at the moment one of my ideas. What do you think? And people are going, you can't open yet. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not saying I'm opening. What I'm saying is whether it be in a week or a month or a year, when we are allowed to open, and let's be honest, the, the people at the top, oh, it does get spread by uh, sweat. No, it doesn't get sweat by sweat, spread by sweat. A mask does help, a mask doesn't help. Oh, it lives on the body for two hours. No, it doesn't, it lives on the body. Not, like, they don't bloody know. They don't know. So, we don't know. <clears throat> and they're the people at the top. 
Exactly. You can go to work, but don't go to work. You can drive a car, but don't drive your car. And he's the man that's leading the bloody country. So my point is, anyway, I actually haven't said what I'm going to open. All I've said was, this is an idea that I have, a plan that I've put in place to keep people as safe as possible, whether it be next week or next year. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And then people are like, you can't open yet. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, and, and this uh, is what, what I think. What is wise is to prepare. Uh, a lot of people got caught with their pants down prior to lockdown. Mm. Let's not do that again, can we please? So it's good yeah. to prepare. I, you, you know I agree with that. <clears throat> yeah. to, to have conversations, to go in space and work out what you can do and what you can't do, what sanitization. But this is a really important thing for me that I really, really want people to consider as a as a private business or as a business your 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 uh, uh, temptation is to say it's fine i can sanitize i can have one person go to the toilet as a go i can feed them in and feed them out and everybody wash their hands and we can control it and 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 actually we can but actually the bit that's missing is whilst we can take measures to attempt to control it we can't guarantee it. And so if yeah. you, you've got children, right? Yeah, right. two daughters. So it, you'll notice if you've had communication from the education authority about them going back to school, they're, they're putting, we, we, we can't guarantee social distancing. And I think where, it's, where it's, it's, it's difficult for a business to, to put those sentences in, it, it, yeah. we, we don't want to put those sentences, but actually from an insurance, the compliancy, from all of that side of it, it's really important. So, I, you know, yes, promote the fact that you're 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 putting measures in and you're being responsible. So, you know, but despite those measures, it's really important that everybody doesn't rush out with their Facebook post saying yeah, they have to put we can't guarantee it because can't. And 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 if you don't do that, you're also you're not protecting yourself legally. Yeah, yeah and there's another whole conversation which I don't particularly want to get into but people are yeah. saying about insurance policies and how can they cover and oh I got coronavirus from the bottle of water that I well, got from your gym I'll, I'll, I'll actually answer that really quickly I'm still waiting back from the underwriters so okay. yeah and so I'll update you as soon as I get something back uh, in reality okay. they're sitting in their grey suit scratching their head going what do we say but yeah the questions have been asked Carl so because yeah. I can I can go to Tesco's and touch 2,000 like a fridge that 2,000 people have touched. Yeah. And then go to the gym, pick up a bottle of water, and somebody go, well, I got it from your bottle of water at the gym. Yeah. So, no, so, but, I, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll 100% update you when we get get that, that, oh, that be good in to writing. Know. Um, even if it's completely wrong, it'll be good to know. <laughs> um, so cha- let's change it a little bit. Let's go a bit more positive, or sort of positive. Um, being a female, a powerful female in the martial arts world, do you meet any resistance? being an influencer as a female in what, I mean, I say it's a male dominated sport. I have a 55 to 45% ratio in my gym, male to female. Wow, okay. That's like literally 55. That's unusual. Um, which is unusual. Um, and I'm really thankful, you know, we do like empowerment for women and um, females of the future and all that kind of stuff, which is probably helps why we do it. But generally across the globe it is more male dominated and if so if you go into competition side of it or instruction side of it it's definitely heavy male over female so do you meet any resistance or grief or what do, you do people think? accept you i mean i will answer you but what do you think i would like to think you don't <laughs> well, because <laughs> your 
and again, uh, you know, I won't mention any names. There are male and female instructors yeah. that I will go <clears throat> really bored of listening to them or, oh my God, are they in martial arts really? And then there's other people like, oh my, like they're my hero. So, yeah. and it doesn't matter if they're male or female yeah, that's, or, that's, or, or yeah. whatever else they want to identify as now. I mean, I was, um, I've been in martial arts 30 years, Carl. I was seasoned by the 80s and the 90s, which was a whole <laughs> different era for equality. How old are you? Do you mind me? Up? Me? I'm, I'm 40 this year. Right, OK. So you're, you're, you're young uh, and you perhaps won't have... Uh, ask your I'm not mom, a snowflake. Ask your mum <laughs> about, about equality for females in the 80s and 90s. So it's a different, different time. So you get seasoned to that. So, yes, of course, there have been... There might be, Carl, one or two out there who may have been on the end of a little bit of tone <laughs> at some point. Um, and, and back then, actually, it was, oh, she's just a wife. She's not even an instructor. Uh, <laughs> but, but the mistake uh, for some of those gentlemen was um, the ones who tried to squash me initially uh, because I was a little wifey were the ones that had been in charge for a long time uh, and, yeah. and had been doing a very bad job. Um, and, and, you know, for the five minutes that it took me to tell them what time it was. Uh, and, and, and I have to admit, there's a slight pleasure that was taken in, in just how much better a little wifey could do the job that they'd been doing for many years. And, yeah. and here's the thing, you know, uh, <clears throat> I think as well it's about how you interact with the world. I, I never go after anybody's income. If you're crap at your job and that gets exposed, then that's a you problem. Um, it, it's not my responsibility. And if, if you're good at your job, then I genuinely think that's brilliant. And, and, and actually, I'd rather work with you because I love great minds and getting together. And that's where the magic happens. Um, but there are men, even to this day, uh, though, who can't cope with being exposed by a strong woman. Um, I don't take it personally because it's actually more of a testament of it's their weakness, not, not, yeah. you know. Um, so my philosophy on this is, is this, okay. <clears throat> let's either work together in whatever capacity or let's leave each other alone. Uh, and, and that tends to work. Um, uh, but if you decide to come after me, Carl, you'd better make sure you're better than me. You'd better make <laughs> sure that you're braver than me. And what all I need is my lip gloss, but you are going to have to gather your entire manhood with balls of steel and prepare to battle because there's literally nothing scarier than an unruly bomb. Yeah. So yeah, I've got um, <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen often. And when it, it does, uh, do you know, nowadays, I mean, the, 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 80, the, the 90s kind of resistance was, was a different era, so that, that was slightly different. Occasionally, you get it now, um, it's usually someone new pops up. Uh, and, of course, I work very much uh, behind the scenes now. I'm not, yeah. you know. So why would they know who, who I am? Why would they, you know? Um, and so interestingly, what's hilarious is that, that somebody new pops up, don't know who I am, and then they think I'm the newbie, which is quite funny. Um, yeah. and, but from a female perspective, actually, and I owe my mom this, considering she was sort of a 70s housewife, which was unusual, but I have to say thank you to my mom for this outlook because I was raised to expect equality, which, which isn't indicative of the area that I was, I was raised in. Um, and it's also an area that many women... Uh, get that bit wrong. Um, 
Honestly, it doesn't occur to me. You're going to think I'm really arrogant. I'm just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go, go. It doesn't occur to me uh, that the resistance I get is based on being a woman. Um, If I get resistance, it's it's because I'm brilliant at what I do. What you're doing. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I love working with men. Um, And actually, I'm really quite old-fashioned. I like old-fashioned man-woman stuff. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, uh, I have to say that I get treated exceptionally well. And generally, um, most men are gentlemen and, and, and I don't get much of an issue. Yeah, no, that's good. And uh, so with your video, like you say, you didn't get any hate and that would have been the perfect time. Yeah, for sure. If, if people wanted to. Yeah, because so. I think those, in a, in a, those who've been in the industry a long time, uh, if any of them had decided to take me on, they already did that a long time ago. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> they battled, they lost, and they've learned. <laughs> That's good. And uh, continue doing it. Thank continue you. Continue doing it. <laughs> so, like I say, you know, we are humans, aren't we? doesn't matter. Yeah. Creed or colour or sex, we're just humans doing a good or a bad job. <laughs> um, have you noticed a big, massive change in mental health? Oh, my gosh, Carl, it's the horror the horror of the magnitude it i can't even i can't even comprehend it yeah uh, um and uh, to be honest there's something we deal with massively de- like in hka but collectively across the globe i think um that could be another two-hour conversation but in short do you think there's a, a simple set of rules or guidelines or mindset that we could just say very quickly bear in mind that could be a two-hour podcast itself just on how to maybe help balance people's mental health in a nutshell. And I know that's nearly impossible to say. It's 100% about mindset um, and and where your focus is going. And so if your focus is going on the things that upset you and that you can't control, it'll it'll get worse. If you're able to focus on, on other things, uh, that are positive and that you can control, it helps. If you're struggling to get a sense of perspective, uh, I don't actually think that putting it on Facebook helps. I don't think that helps at all. No, just like for the people that go, I'm having such a bad day. Like they're just, people go, oh, what's wrong? Oh, what's wrong? Like, it just only makes it worse. Yeah. But personally. It's, it's, but, but what is absolutely vital is that you do talk to somebody. Yeah. And you've got one of two options there. You've got your trusted circle that you, you know, because what happens when people have got mental health and then <clears throat> sometimes they feel they've got nobody to speak to and they put it out uh, and then and then, and then then feel more vulnerable and exposed and it, it can be, um, it's, oh, it's a difficult one, Carl. But you do need to talk to somebody um, yeah. and you've got two choices. You either... You either have a trusted circle of people that you can pick up the phone to and really talk to, um, or, or pick up the phone to a stranger. And, and there's lots yeah. of people out there. And the good thing about social media is that you, you can find find people yeah. uh, that, that that you just randomly can pick the phone up to and they answer yeah. and they talk to you. But yeah, but it is mindset. So if you're struggling with mental health, stop what you're doing. Stop. Put some music on. Dance, take talk it, to somebody, go to sleep for 24 hours, do something that's that's yeah. helpful. But where I'm a bit reluctant to sort of give, you can only be very general with things like that because... 
yeah. from people who've got serious issues. Um, that doesn't cut the mustard. And yeah. no. It's hard in such a short it. space, like you say, to do a general yeah. comment on that. You, yeah. You're not going to be able to tick all the boxes. No. I mean, for, for me, everything you've just said echoed, of course, um, and routine in, in, a, in a short answer. Like I say, look at the positives and just keep a routine, whether it be getting up, getting dressed, go for a walk. People lose, if you, if you don't have purpose, or you feel, because everybody has, has, there is a purpose for everything, but if, yeah. you, if you don't have some purpose, you, you feel um, unworthy and lost, and, and it's that lack of um, faith. Uh, find yeah. something to have faith in. Yeah, whatever it, whatever whatever it is. is. Whatever it is, at least you have something. Yeah. Hopefully it keeps you slightly safe. Good answer. Uh, moving forward, as instructors in local areas, is there anything that we could be doing that would help our cause? Yeah, we need to contact local MPs and I'm a little bit behind on this. And actually I put a post in the group the other day asking for some help because I need some some help on my team. We, we, we need some help with the admin. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, and it was lovely because three or four people just sent their email over, but I'm a little bit behind on it. Um, but we're almost sorted. So uh, you can either wait for us to um, put something official together and all you'll, you'll need to do then is send it to your local MP or you can take it upon yourself to do so. Um, I think where you have to be clear on the messages is, is what are you asking for? So it's like anything, what is the purpose of your message to the MP, which is why we're going to put something together. Um, yeah. um, uh, and it's about requesting guidelines. Yeah, which is, again, the, the guidelines, in my head, the guidelines should then help suppress people's fear because yep. it's come from the powers that be yep. and then if we can get rid of the fear yep. then we can then in theory go back to some form of normality yep. that's the reason people aren't going out or yep. training or whatever because of fear but what we need to do so we've already emailed um the house of lords oh gosh the photos are really they really they're not look at their funny i love looking at the photos carl it was <laughs> Uh, is it like a really old school photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know how many lords there are. There's like an archbishop, the people who are in the House of Lords, and there's 700 and something of them. But wow. they have a choice. There's like a main House of Lords email, and then uh, under each. So where it took a million hours is you have to click into 700 something each individual profile oh, to see whether yeah. they have their own email or or the government one. And then yeah. but what we've done is we've put that on an Excel sheet so you can just copy nice. and paste. So anybody else who wants to do that can, uh, and it Brilliant. won't take them a million years. And what we want to do is do a similar thing for local MPs, um, because the right. more people then get, that get behind contacting their local MPs, it causes a noise uh, and, 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 and gets things going. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit behind on that, but give me, next week, I think we'll have something to be able to kind of deliver. Well, it's definitely a long task, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's not, uh, you know, <laughs> no. when you have a great idea, Carl, and then you go, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I wanted to email all my local schools. <laughs> so I went onto the, the East Sussex County Council website to email all schools. And again, you have to click into every school to get their email. It's long, long. 170, I mean, it took like two hours, like click, mm. copy, paste, back over, yeah. like, oh, God, horrendous. Yeah, so I'm on it, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's taking time. in the meantime, it, it's contacting your local MPs, that's who, who we need to. Yeah, yeah. I, I have had an email about that this morning, actually, which I'm going to chase up once we finish this. Um, what do you fear? 
I don't do really do fear, Carl. And I, do do, I, I always hate. I, no, I don't hate this question, um, <laughs> but it, 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 I don't do classic fear. So uh, on a personal level, on a personal level, so uh, uh, do I fear coronavirus? No, because I haven't got it. I'm sure I'll be. I'm sure if I got it, and I might, uh, the prospect of dying. But I'm not. I'm not fearful of it. I'm not fearful of things that aren't actually. Yeah, don't worry about stuff that isn't there. No, I don't worry about anything. I don't literally don't give a shit. Carl, do not give a shit. Um, (laughs) But from a a, from a business point of view, zero fear, nothing, because because do you know what? I'm I'm in my fifties and I've raised. I've got several. You look good for fifty in your fifties. Yeah, I've got a hot husband. That's what it's all about, Carl. That's all it is. I had no idea, and I, was, I thought, I won't ask that question. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be 53 this year. I've got yeah, four children, three grandchildren. Um, wow. So we, so, 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 uh, um, you know, I've got several businesses whilst that, that, that were grown whilst raising my crazy lot. Um, yeah. And that, that was really hard work. And, and you have to just, do you know what my, am I allowed to swear? Is that a, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> so our official office mantra is "fuck it." I mean, that is literally that. So if you're scared about something, it's a "fuck it" moment. Brilliant. So you have to say "fuck it," let's do it anyway. And then here's yeah. the. Um, do you want to hear ours? Yeah. Just don't be shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't mind if we shit. I do mind if we shit. Sometimes you have to go through that process. Um, the, the point for me, my, 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 I would rather fail at doing something than, than regret not doing something. Not trying it. And then here's the thing, and the reason why I told you how old I was is because if you started, I don't know why I knew that when I was really young, but I did. Uh, um, so literally I've always just done exactly what I've wanted to do, uh, d- despite... Yeah. What anybody, that's I, 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 I what I want to do, and that's it. She's wild card, let her go. Wild card, let her get on with it, that's it. So, um, but then what, here's, here's the interesting thing. If you do that, and the first time you do it, and then the, the second time you do it, and it kind of figures itself out, yeah. then you realise actually you haven't got anything to fear about. So the older you get, the the more likely you are to do things that, that, that other people may not want to do because they worry about stuff, but you've been yeah. doing it for so long, you actually don't know what there is to fear. So when I say yeah. I don't give a shit, it's not actually in an arrogant way, actually. It's not, it's life experience. Um, and I think as well, you know, you go through adversities in life. You know, my mom was revolutionary. She was, she was for her era, but she was also, you know, she, she wasn't a maternal woman. So, you know, I was emotionally independent by the time I was four and a half years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bloody females. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, even from a small child, that, that resilience was, was in there. And, yeah. um, uh, uh, I was also brought up by in a strict household. So accountability is something and taking responsibility is something that, that, that you, you adds to your fearlessness because, you know, you, you're used to being accountable and knowing that there are consequences and, and, and understanding what, what is there, what are the consequences? Well, if I do something crazy ass now, Carl, what's, who's going to tell me off? Who am I in trouble with? I've got high integrity, so I'm not going to do anything illegal. So I don't have to yeah. worry about 
that what is there to fear like literally what what if you can tell me what there is to fear then i'll you know so i don't really do fear yeah nine times out of ten it never comes to fruition anyway no the stuff that we do fear like the people that do fear fear Never normally Most happens, and even when it does happen. It's I, I, not that I went to a Tony Robbins seminar. I love Tony Robbins, but I went to, and 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 I got really cross in in the first day. Have you ever done his UPW? No, I haven't. Right, you must do no. it, and and you'll yeah. know what I mean. Then you'll laugh at this. So in the first day, and you're doing about you know fear and stuff like this. I was, I wanted to put my hand up at one point and say I've got questions because what was really interesting there was like ten thousand people there, and the fears were. Um, they fear being alone. They fear being um, uh, laughed at. They fear failure, and 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 I got really frustrated because I thought I, I don't. None of this occurs to me. I, it doesn't occur to me. Does that mean yeah. I'm? What does that mean? <laughs> You're mental. <laughs> I'm mental. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I'm alone. Uh, I read a book or listen to music or I work on a new project or I just watch the Kardashians because I need, like, you know, it's okay. And and if I need to speak to somebody, I pick up the phone. Uh, yeah. uh, and if nobody's around, you know, I'll take the dog for a walk. Or, you know, yeah. you, you yeah. I don't know what lonely is. I'm not really sure how no. I, 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 I can comprehend how other people might feel. But, and also, you know, people fear they fear money so but but i've been homeless with two babies and three black bags and nowhere to live so yeah. you know my I mean, that's that's proper it, it is proper oh. so my first marriage the reason why i'm in birmingham i had to do one with my babies i was 21 years old had three black bags and two children i uh, oh. went into a women's aid hostel and 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 it totally and where it's interesting, my parents are quite, um, they're, 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 they're lucky financially. So it wasn't like I was raised in hardship. Um, yeah. So up until that point, I hadn't really known, known hardship, I, you know. Do you say you had two kids? Yes, my elder two kids, kids, Sam and yeah. Danielle, yeah, at that, that yeah. point. They're in their, their 30s now. So, um, I bet but, they're quite resilient as well then. Yeah, hard. We're old school. We are. You, you need to put your boots on if you're coming for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but but the, the perspective on that is you have a, a, a life and death situation where your 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 welfare quite genuinely is at, 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 at risk, and then you have to so to 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 leave your home. And, and to make yourself homeless with your babies, and when that is a that is a choice that you take, rather than staying in a situation, your your perspective on that entirely changes. And so, and and, and equally, where I don't fear is that I was twenty one at that point. Uh, it wasn't easy. God, it was really hard. Um, and sort of fast forward all these years. Um, no, nobody, nobody helped me. Nobody, yeah. say nobody helped me. That's not true. I don't mean it like that. What I mean is nobody spoon fed anything. So, so can you imagine? You know, the the you can't fear things. You got to it's shit or bust, Carl. It's like, yeah, am I going to be a single mom on income support in a council house or some flat in Meachels or something? You know, uh, is that gonna is that me 
or am I going to do something else? And yeah. and and I I I was never going to be that one. I was always going to be this one. And in order yeah. to do that, so I'm I'm talking about an era where if you went and got a job, Carl, at that age, um, I'd have to lie and pretend I didn't have children because people wouldn't employ you. A single yeah. mom in their early twenties with young kids would be ridiculous. And childcare wasn't a thing. Um, <clears throat> in the end, that's why I started working for myself, really, because I thought, well, this is no good. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, I don't do fear particularly well. Well, if, well <laughs> you've definitely, uh, definitely shown us that in the last hour. Um, and if anyone watching or listening to this takes anything away from it, I mean, that in itself is, is a golden nugget for, you know, Christ. Like, if you can, like I say, go two kids homeless, cut the bin bags to, to where you are now with little help, do you know what I mean? If that that and alone, if that's enough for people to drive to go, do you know what? I'm going to dust myself off. Yeah. I'm going to stop bitching and moaning. I'm going to stop waiting for help to come to me. Get off my ass and start put put my boots on and go for a walk. And I think sometimes that's why I come over as a hard ass, Carl. And I'm not. I am compa- I'm compassionate and a hard ass at the same time, um, because I don't bleat on about stuff. You know. I- don't bleat on about whys and wherefores, you know, but, you know, somebody's, somebody's got a perspective and, and, and I think you, you stop it, just stop it. It's all right. Um, and, 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 you know, it gives you that perspective and that strength. Um, equally though, you have to realize that not everybody has been through, uh, hard adversity. So therefore doesn't have that perspective. So even though the thing that is their fear and their barrier, is insignificant compared to somebody who's had some adversity. You can't dismiss it because no. because that barrier for them is huge. So they still deserve some compassion on that, be it the, a large stick compassion or <laughs> yeah. or some kind words, one or the other. But, you know, uh, yeah. you, you've got to it, – it's people's perspectives. That's all fear is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A great answer. Two more questions, we're done. Okay. <laughs> um, what is your favourite art skill set? Right, when it comes to punching. Oh, you and see, I someone. love I love fighting, yeah. but I'm a stand up girl, Carl. Oh yeah. I am. I love a counterfighter. Yeah. I do. I'm not gonna let your arms. Oh bloody hell. <laughs> no, it has to be all of it. I want it all. <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> no, fair play. Fair play. See, I'm because I'm only about two and a half foot tall. Um, I'm a I'm a, a kickboxer by trade for one, um, but I love being in the trenches. So I'll when I'm like you know when I was competing, I'd quite happily go into the corner and say, "Come on, come on in." I I can't counter fight you. I'm too short. I've got T Rex arms. Um, you'll probably outkick me because you're taller and skinnier than me. So let's get into the corner and let's have a tower. There you so go. For me, it's kickboxing and yeah. In the trenches. I, I so. like um, I, I, some of the, I, when I was a kid, uh, uh, it was boxing that was my, uh, I, that, that, that was sort of the first time I realised I liked that kind of stuff. I mean, that even shows resilience then, because there is no light con and full con points in boxing. It's full contact. Yeah. So for a female doing boxing. I didn't do it. I just liked there. it. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. All right, well, the thought process. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. I just liked it. I liked it. Okay. I liked to watch it, you know. Oh. Um, and then, and then, it, and and then, obviously, 
with with my husband uh uh you know that introduced me to sort of you know martial arts which was which was great it's like oh legs and arms that's amazing yeah. i like that, that you know <laughs> Um, and I, I suppose um, there's a nostalgia with with kickbox. I actually I love K1, um, yeah. but it's brutal, and and I don't like you know I've been ringside several times, and some of the noises it, it's uh, it, it's brutal. When a knee goes in, yeah. But if you get, I don't care what anybody says. If you get a beautiful kickboxer that can use his range with his legs come in uh, you know and and box as well there, there's nothing more poetic it's poetic for me i love that yeah i'm, I'm glad to say that because that's obviously i am a kickboxer but i generally love what we do people are saying kickboxing are dying i say you're wrong um last fight night we had we had 21 kickboxing bouts full kickboxing bouts one boxing that was it i think the kickboxing um, um the, the fight circuit has has dribbled and, and people have gone more into k1 uh, yeah, but but I statistically again it's interesting from a because obviously we do people's licenses and stuff uh yeah. it, it hasn't had an impact on the student the students coming through the door has it had an impact on yeah. that yeah, no, uh, and I, I think, like you say, the transition of a kickboxer to a K1 fighter is it's kind of the next step up, isn't it? It's a bit more brutal. It's a little bit harsher. I'll it's a bit honest, more manly. I don't really, I don't know. I, think, I don't, I don't like it hugely. I think, I think K1 for me is somebody or good K1 is when somebody's done kickboxing and they've done Thai boxing and they've, they've, or you know, they're, they're proficient already, and 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 then when they go into k1 it's a wonderful thing um yeah but i understand that if a gym's if if, if the flavors go in that way you then have to start teaching k1 and then they have to cut their teeth you know and and and, and through and yeah. you know through through fighting it to me k1 was always the the really proficient guys getting in at that level but um yeah uh you know that, there's I've, not a right or wrong with that there's not a right I've, i haven't made that cut yet no. people keep saying it i've not made that cut no. um but there's nothing better than a really world-class kickboxer nothing better. that can box with legs. nothing better right so yeah um, we're there together on that one <laughs> um last question okay what's the best advice you've ever been given <coughs> business wise oh. you choose uh, there's lots of things actually don't do things by yourself get a team uh, and that team can be a bookkeeper an accountant and you and a receptionist <laughs> it's like it doesn't have to be a, a big team but don't do yeah. it by yourself because you do it badly um, yeah. I learned I learned hard way yeah. a few years ago yeah, so, yeah. Um, the team. let go of fear let, <clears throat> actually let's think about things that are probably helpful right now so what I would say yeah. right now let go of fear make friends with change get help for what you don't know uh look at what you can do not what you can't do and make decisions based on being happy nice nice what a good way to end as well <laughs> so don't disappear before i finish it but first of all i just want to say thank you for your time we've rattled on for however long it is so i really do appreciate your time um appreciate all the help you're doing in the martial art world you're welcome um, i definitely think you're you're up at the top with probably one or two people in the country that are doing it so fair play um so i'll thank you from myself and everyone else that wants to watch and listen um just leaves me to say thank you so much um it's not just a sport it's a wildlife. life
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's chat, have any questions or feedback for us, or would like to be on one of our podcasts, leave a review and we will happily get back to you. If you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member, find all our contact details in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. And remember, it's not just a sport, it's a way of life. Thank you.